Welcome to English in 10 Minutes, real, unscripted English conversations about people, places, and their stories. After you listen to the episode, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com. Today I'm talking to my friend Kathy about her home country, which is Trinidad and Tobago. And so firstly, where is Trinidad and Tobago? It's in the West Indies, it's in the Caribbean. It's an English-speaking island because we were colonized by the British and we gained independence in 1962. Okay, so in that area there's a lot of different islands that are all kind of individual countries now. Yes, there are at least, uh, I would say, maybe about a hundred islands. Some were colonized by the Spanish, say Cuba, for instance. Then you've got the French islands like Martinique and Guadeloupe. You've got uh, the Dutch regions like uh, um, Curacao, Aruba. And we're part of the English-speaking Caribbean. Right. And so, as you said, there's this term called the West Indies, which kind of encapsulates all of those. Is that just the English-speaking islands? That's just the English-speaking islands. And that would include uh, islands like um, Barbados, uh, Jamaica, Grenada, little ones like Cariacou, for instance. And when I was little growing up in Australia, especially in the 1980s, um, Australia would play cricket against the West Indies, who were the best team in the world at that time. So it wasn't just one country, it's this combination of mm -hmm. series of countries. Mm -hmm. And do you think that there's a kind of unity within those countries at um, all to create this West Indies, or are they kind mm -hmm. of rival, are you rivals with these other countries? Mm -hmm. Yes, there is some unity, especially as far as the cricket team is mm -hmm. concerned. Um, otherwise, I would probably say no. We did try to have a sort of federation uh, many years ago uh, when I was a child. And the problem is that we tried to become a sort of a, uh, United States of the West Indies or a European Union of the West Indies. And that didn't work out. I think there were about 10 islands who got together. And at the time, Jamaica was, say, the equivalent of what Germany is to the European Union today. So Jamaica was in the lead, um, but Trinidad had the money because we have oil. And, uh, well, the relationship founded because uh, uh, someone wanted to call the shots and it was mostly the Jamaicans. And uh, our prime minister, I think, did not want to pay the, the bill. He didn't want to foot the bill for everyone. So people pulled out, we pulled out, and... Um, as our Prime Minister at the time said, one from ten leaves nothing. Yeah, I think once you've devolved into individual countries, it's very hard to kind of bring it all back together again. Yes, when yes. When different islands mm -hmm. have their own national interests. Yes, and like it was a stupid thing to do because uh, we would have had economies of scale had we become a sort of, at least a loose federation. For instance, we could have had one national airline instead of 10 little ones. That's just stupid. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And so you're left with your country's Trinidad and Tobago, so it's two islands that are basically next to each other. Is that right? Yes. And Trinidad is quite, is quite large compared with Tobago. Trinidad is larger than Tobago. You can crisscross the island in about, I would say, four hours. Okay. You can go north to south, yeah, east to west in about four hours. 
And so because you've only got these two islands making up one country, is it harmonious between the two islands or does Trinidad kind of dominate the, the nation being, mm -hmm. being larger? Yes, it is harmonious, but Trinidad does dominate because Trinidad has the money because of oil, but Tobago is much prettier. So for instance, there are some beaches in Trinidad where if you sit on the sand, you get up with a tarred bum <laughs> because of the oil, whereas Tobago is pristine, okay. uh, sexy but poor, as the mayor of Berlin describes his city. <laughs> okay, so in Trinidad you can literally dig in, into the sand and uh, almost, and you get Sort oil. of, and for instance, the fishermen blame the oil companies, uh, like... Um, Texaco and so on, Petrotrin, for the oil slicks. And they say, this is what is killing their fish. And the people who work for the oil companies say, but oh, you've been complaining about dead fish for so long. Uh, it's not true what you say. Fish just die. I think we can probably <laughs> believe the fishermen and not the oil companies perhaps in that, in that case. So in terms of the people who live there, you've got people who were brought from Africa or descendants of people who were brought as slaves or, or not? Yes. Um, well, originally the Spaniards came. They were the first colonizers. So with Christopher Columbus in 1492, and we all had to learn, well, he came with three ships, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Okay, And he called it Trinidad because he saw th three peaks. <laughs> so first the Spaniards, they decimated the indigenous peoples, the Arawaks and, and the Caribs. Then the next wave of colonizers was the French, and then after that, the British. So they imported African slaves, the colonizers, but the problem was that after slavery, they needed people to work in the cane fields. And they tried first uh, the Portuguese, and they died off like flies. Then they tried the Chinese, that didn't work out either. And then they tried the Indians, and they were used to rice plantations, and they thrived. Okay, but of the original population, there, there's, there's no one There's no one, there's okay. no one. Left. And so what's your own personal uh, family history? Um, my great-grandparents came from India. Uh, I knew my maternal grandmother. Uh, my mother was the first person in her family to marry a non-Indian, and my grandmother did not speak to her <laughs> until I was born. Um, my father was half Chinese, so my maiden name is Chong. It was originally Tam Chun, but the British couldn't pronounce it, so it became Chong. And his mother was half Scottish and half African. Wow, that's a big mixture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, and so because of that, um, I mean, in terms of your education, because you, the way you speak English is, is not the way that it's typically spoken uh, on the island, or you don't have this very thick accent uh, that you have in the West Indies, right? No. When I was at university, uh, an American linguist, she was doing a, a survey of accents, and of the different islands, I think what she said was that people from Trinidad had the least pronounced accent. Oh, is that right? Yes, so whereas the Jamaicans, for instance, had the strongest. Okay, so we, yeah, we kind of think of the Jamaican accent as just being yes. throughout the entire West Indies. Uh, and so, 
Is your accent then quite typical of Trinidad? Yes, but as an Australian friend <laughs> said to me once, there's Australian and educated Australian. So I think that's the difference. That's nuance. Yeah, for sure. And so uh, if, you, if people were to go to Trinidad, I mean, you said Tobago is the place to go for, for paradise and beaches and things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. um, why else would you, would you go there? What are the other attractions? Uh, there's a carnival. Okay which rivals Rio's carnival. Um, it's Of course, it's smaller, but it's very organized. It's a lot of fun. It's uh, exhausting, but definitely worth it. Okay. And are the people religious in general, or is it the carnival kind of now become just an excuse for a nice party? No, I think people are very religious. Certainly people of my parents' generation, people of my generation, when I go back, my school friends, yes, they are very religious. I mean, they leave voice messages with a psalm or something like that. For me, it is too much. <laughs> and in general, do people look back on the colonial period that you mentioned with, with the Spanish and French and English as a, a kind of negative period? I think nobody wants to be colonized again. Um, we have an ambivalent, ambiguous relationship with slavery. It was there, it was there for centuries, and um, in many ways the economic situation is similar. For instance, most of the white people still control the economy, I would say. And they're only 2% whites now. However, we have a black government, black politicians. We had an Indian prime minister. So on the face of it, we've gone past colonization and slavery. Okay, but, but it's still an important well, part of the heritage, I guess. It's there. It's definitely there. It's definitely there still. And now we have many... Syrians and Lebanese, they came after the war, they were Christians, and they came as itinerant peddlers. They really would go door-to-door -door selling um, goods. And now they are actually the richest people on the island. Okay, so it's They a... were merchants and they prospered. Okay, so it's a real melting pot. It is a real melting pot. All right, Kathy, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening to English in 10 Minutes. To download a worksheet for this episode, including the most useful vocabulary and a full transcript of the conversation, visit EnglishIn10Minutes.com.